Right, let's go. Welcome to the Manpad, the podcast that brings you knowledge and information on business, content creation, and personal growth from the perspectives of growing creators, as well as focusing on your mental health along the way. Alongside the podcast, I do stream every Wednesday and Friday at 8 p.m. over on Twitch, where you can drop in and ask questions live or hang out with other like-minded people within our community. Uh, I do also stream guest episodes over there too, which is what I'm doing right now, so come over and check it out. The link will be in the description. However, it will be twitch.tv forward slash underscore H21. Boom! Introduction nailed. Right. Sam, I am with one of the most positive energetic people i have ever met in my entire life mr sam wren and be brave clothing how the devil are you my friend very well thank you my friend how are you how you getting on i am good now (laughs) i'm really good now (laughs) right i'm gonna get straight into this um let's yeah let's let's cut out the uh the spaff (laughs) so what i wanted to ask you the first question i wanted to ask you get down to business was you said something once on one of your Instagram lives um, that was you you didn't actually have any prior knowledge within the t-shirt production industry before starting Be Brave did you so how how did that kind of go how did you get into it what a question Um, (laughs) thanks mate thanks for yeah thanks for that so Basically, we, we decided that uh, the brand's message um, that we wanted to portray was the most important thing. So we, 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 once we'd nailed that and got that ready, getting into the clothing business was kind of, uh, how do you say, for me, I've always been into clothes and I mean, everyone has to wear them at some point. I'm, you're, I'm, you're a big t-shirt collector, that. right? <laughs> um but I've always been, well, at college and stuff, people would always joke that I, I could wear a different T-shirt every day out of my collection and I would uh, never run out by the end of the year. So I had far too many T-shirts as a kid, um, which was, you know, is what it is. And all different colours and shapes and fits and, and whatnot. Um, so when we, when we decided to start up a company that was going to help with mental health and, and try and be like an eco-friendly company and, and, and try and do something where we could raise money for charities, to me... I was like, you know what, I want to try my hand at making t-shirts that are good, that I, I like, but that how cool would it be if I could say, hey guys, I've wear too many t-shirts in a row, um, too many different t-shirts, how cool would it be if I could rec- almost recommend something to somebody else, and they're like, you know what, you, you know what you're talking about, about t-shirts, so it was, uh, <laughs> it was quite a off-the-cuff kind of thing, but it was, you know, that sort of thing where... I reckon we could do this and then we started looking at um, like online at, um, I always try and reverse engineer anything I, I like get an idea and I'm like right well actually before we even start making stuff you know you're already building your website at this point but you're like slow down slow down <laughs> let's let's see if this is possible first um, so it was uh, yeah it, it was a bit of a mad mad thing and you know me Steve I'm uh, I'm quite not impatient but I, I want stuff very like, driven very driven is the way I would word it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not sleeping until I work this out. So we were watching so many different YouTube videos about how to do clothing and stuff like that. And then once it started, the sort of idea was like, right, okay, we are actually going to be doing T-shirts. It was then going into as many forums and Facebook groups and uh Actually, one of the last things I did was actually ask somebody that I knew did it 
three months in, I was like, you know what? Why don't I speak to Steph? She knows everything. She runs. A, she runs what I want to run. What an idiot! So that was uh, something to learn along the way. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was finding once I'd found an idea of how we could physically do it. So go around to companies that would make T-shirts for us for the start, um, while I could learn how to do it myself or get the funds to do it myself. The thing with the tops as well is we were getting. Uh, or, or we'd we found that there's methods where you can get other people to print your stuff for you um, and we knew we, we'd sort of analyzed the three ones that sort of stood out and the ones that we found on google and, and reviews and all this sort of stuff and we're like right we just got to try it and each one had their own downfalls like some of them you know you're not in complete control so could i get a picture or a video of um, the t-shirts being made so that i can send them out so it it doesn't look like we're making them ourselves, but it just just adds to the brand. Like they are actually being made. You're not being ripped off by somebody who's just started an Instagram page. You know, uh, <laughs> oh, I know about them. I know about them. <laughs> Precisely. And I wanted on day one to have the very best product. And I didn't sort of jump the gun to leave companies to go for another one, but I, I wanted stuff to be resolved really quick. Um, and I, you know, one of the one of the first things I sort of learnt and i'm glad i learned it and maybe it was me just being spoiled or whatever i don't know what it was but um is that i've written it down not all my suppliers want my dream and my brand to work and they work nine to five and not weekends so wait for them to get back into work <laughs> it was that was quite a an obvious but sort of annoying pill to swallow quite early on <laughs> but you know. yeah i quite yeah i think that's something we definitely need to keep in mind is is that um i mean this is why it's kind of lucky for me to work with you in that sense yeah. because luckily we do share the same vision only you you're the only person in the entire world that can yeah. see your own vision yeah and that can see where and you want it to go extra time into it as well yes 100 percent. i find it really fascinating that i mean i mean i guess i was the same um and i did my research kind of just before setting 100 to 1 up but you've obviously gone that extra mile and you, you've, I mean, behind you right now, you've, you've literally got machinery, like you are printing them in-house. Yeah, yeah, like, man. you know, 18 months ago, yeah, two years ago, you, you had no idea what that machine would even do. And now you are literally running it by hand. I think that's <laughs> cool, absolutely man. phenomenal. It is cool, man. And it's like, I'd, my, my sort of idea was, right, okay, I, can, I found the tops that we need. I found what I thought was perfect um, and the, you know, the companies that we were going to use to produce our tops, they were doing, some of them were doing, you know, an eco-friendly top, but it wouldn't be the same top every time. So I couldn't hang on to them because I couldn't guarantee the quality would be the same every time. Uh, some of them would be like, you know, if it didn't, if it didn't arrive in the post, they would just go, oh, we'll send you another one. Well, I didn't want that because I wanted my customer to get the top every time. And, I, you know, there was just little things. I was like, right, you know what? They're doing they're doing a decent job. It's fine. It's going to help build a brand slowly. And the quicker we can work out how to do it ourselves and the quicker we can save up, you know, secondhand stuff, I don't care. Like, we just need to be able to do it in-house so that any issues I can put my name to and say, you know what, I've burnt a T-shirt or I've cut a hole in it or... I don't know whatever you can do to ruin a t-shirt but yeah I, I, I wanted and I, I set a goal I was like right literally we are putting a certain amount of money each month into uh, charity um, and that's non-negotiable and then after that everything else is going straight back into buy our own stuff so it was, yeah it was cool 
Yeah, I, th I think that's uh, pretty cool as well. Um, we, we will actually touch on that uh, shortly because yeah. I believe that's probably more in with the, the third question I've got prepped. Okay, um, okay yeah, drag me back, drag I me back. Probably, <laughs> I probably should have uh, remembered at what time I pressed record for this podcast, but hey-how. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so how was it getting into it? Like, what kind of, what struggles did you find at the very beginning? Because I know there's probably people listening that maybe sitting there thinking, oh, you know, I'd love to do something like this, or I'd love to, you know, maybe do a little bit of graphic design or, or start my own brand or something. And they're just like, where do I even start? So, so what was the kind of struggles that you had right at the very beginning? So physically getting the website up, it was, it was the brand actually um, was so easy. Like for me, it was, I'd seen online and I'd, I'd, well, I actually ran a fitness company before this. And part of that was every time I put anything out there, who am I talking to? And I personally, for Be Brave, took that sort of message across. Like It's different people. I'm aiming at different people. But um, the idea of whenever I write anything for Be Brave, I'm talking to an individual person and not, for me, not saying, oh, well, every I mean, everybody physically can wear a Be Brave T-shirt. But when I'm talking, I'm talking to those people and those people will then start following. And you're like, you know what? What I'm doing is actually hitting the people that I wanted it to. And for me, that was quite, quite exciting, but difficult to see, you know, what blogs are they going to be reading? What language do they use? Like get really, really deep into it. It was that sort of, I don't know, the imposter syndrome, but it's always like, well, what do I know about T-shirt? You know what? Five minutes ago, I was on YouTube looking, and now I'm telling somebody to buy my T-shirt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what authority do I have? But then, then you start building it, and you start. I started using like online programs and stuff that were free to use to to make posts and quotes, um, and uh, yeah, free resources. Uh, luckily, as a photographer, I've already got Photoshop and stuff, so that helped. But getting, you don't need the best stuff. As you know, you know, you you use different um, stuff to, to what I do or what I've used before. But it's, for me, like some of the biggest struggles, I guess, were having, keeping an eye on that vision and thinking, like, you know, if it, for, for, for when it started, like writing down every every single thing that happens, for me, was a massive reminder that actually it's going in the right direction um so when we first started i wrote a list of who our first customer was what date that was when we first launched our website and how difficult or easy that was i literally try and celebrate every single little win along the way document it and i've got like a like a timeline of the 50th customer the 300th website view was on this day the first trust pilot review we got and for me it keeps me going you know we did all that like that's pretty cool like, okay, you, I haven't got 10,000 followers on Instagram where I thought I'd be like really focused on the numbers and, and be like, like, why haven't we got this yet? What? And it's not about that. It's about taking your time. And for me, patience is part of our, um, part of our brand anyway. I, I thought the things that I thought would be difficult were actually a lot easier um, so the th I thought building a website is this massive, scary thing that would be so hard to do. You'd have to get a developer who cost you a thousand pound every time you put a button on the website. And God forbid you wanted to change the color of that button. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's that thing where people are like, it's like, I, I don't know if it's a scare tactic or, or what, 
But as soon as I found Shopify, um, I was like, okay, you know what? This looks user-friendly. I'm, I'm fairly decent on a computer. And within, what, 45 minutes, I've got the bones of a website that doesn't cost me anything until we start selling stuff. And actually, that was the scariest part, thinking, shit, what, what if I can't build a website? How am I going to do that? How much money do I need? Blah, blah, blah. Don't charge you anything until you actually press go, everything's live. And it was, oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So that was the, I think that was the scariest thing I, uh, I did, but actually one of the easiest things that I, I do. And now I've, like this weekend, last weekend, I helped two companies build their website on Shopify. It, it's just fun. I bloody love it now. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sort of stuff, most people would turn up and look at that and be like, I'm never doing that again. And we just sat there like, I'll do it for you. Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of things I want to touch on there, though. Yeah, first, yeah. first of all, I love the fact that even though you've got your future goals uh, and what you're looking at going forward, you're also doing a bit of a business diary along the way. So yeah. you kind of you're keeping like these little notes, uh, yeah. like you said, you know, 300 website views. Because right now that might not seem like a lot to you. In five yeah. years' time, that might not seem like a lot at all. But those days where maybe it's a bit quieter or you run a campaign it's not gone so well at least you know you can look back at that and go hang on 300 yep. website views on that day was yep. 10 times more than i expected on the day yep. i actually launched yeah. do you know what i mean if we look and at it like that then what what are we actually doing today what are we achieving today that we're looking at now as not that big of a deal when if we went yep. back to our self a year ago they'd be like, what, as if you're doing that, like, as if that just happened? Well, okay, so as a, as a thing as well, so I'm just, I'm just reading through what I've written down in this note, <laughs> like, what, what we've got on here, and because I wanted to put my emotions into it as well, so like, nobody's ever going to read this, and I'm reading this out loud, actually, so everybody hears it, shit. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> we launched, we came up with the idea in March, we opened our website in April, we launched the website in July, so the products were ready. We launched first customer like on the third of July. We've got we're outside our friendship circle already, so that was cool. Um, but one of the things I put like I wanted to put my emotions in, as I said, was the eleventh of October last year. I'm not going to go through them all. This is really boring. Um, but the eleventh of October at two fifty eight, I put fist bumps galore as I watch eBay <laughs> countdown three two one. We got it. Um, a heat press that should have been 1300 quid we got it for 400 pounds happy days <laughs> it's just like yeah i love that started. you started off that with a fist pump <laughs> yeah 258 p.m that's really that's incredibly accurate that is <laughs> i do love that i genuinely think if you can celebrate the wins along the way because that was literally a week after and then we'd had a week or like 10 days of nothing at all and it was a point where i was in a mode in my head where it was like um where the impulse syndrome proper kicked in i was like oh maybe everyone's just got bored of it or they don't get it anymore or you know, it, all those thoughts again and i was like and I, since that day i haven't thought about that again i've i've been like you know what i'm i am building some and it has been amazing since so it's it's weird and that was like a week before that was a week later we all turned it around and fist bumps galore so it's just don't give up on it, man. Like you'll get you'll get parts where you'll you'll feel crap and it'll it'll feel like nobody's looking or whatever. But focus on those little things again. Refocus and and carry on. Like you you what you're building is working. It's it's 
time will help it build. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's um, I actually really like that. That that's something. Well, as you know, that I've I've struggled with on and off for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I'm not there yet, but I feel yeah. like there is a, a bit of a a path. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound so like you know hippie right now but i feel there's a, there's a path of self-awareness you can get to that point like there are certain things in life that i purposely ignore i purposely avoid um which they don't affect me now we i was chatting something the other day and it was like i'm not fearful about putting content out to be judged i don't have yeah. that fear again i don't think fear is the right word but the only kind of acknowledgement i've got of putting content out is that valuable enough to be putting out so it's not i'm not fearing judgment i'm just fearing is it good enough yeah but i feel that even though i'm not there yet i feel there is a path of that like like you just said you thought about that you had that bit of imposter syndrome trying to you know creep in and then right now you're just like right i'm not thinking about it i'm not i'm not allowing that thought to become an issue in my mind anymore so i think if i could get there that'd be awesome because i think we all get it at some point. I mean, I've seen um, that there's people that I know. Um, I mean, I don't know if Gary Vee ever gets it like, but there's quite a few big names that I've seen that have mentioned it. And um, anyone that's listening that uh, has been kind of following me recently knows that um, I'm a big Devin Nash fan. I love the guy. I think he's awesome. Um, and I saw him live on stream um, with Dr. K once saying, um, yeah, like I wake up every day. Every single day I wake up and question, is what I'm doing enough? Is it valuable enough? Now, bear in mind, I've learned a lot of stuff from this bloke. A lot. And for him to still have that thought, kind of make, it gives me a little bit of comfort to know that everybody, everybody's getting it. Like, it's not just me. And I think the people that um, that are either getting into the streaming space, that are trying to turn it into something, whether it, you know, they might be doing graphic design. They might be setting up their own T-shirt brands. Yeah, yep. there's various there's various business um, avenues you have now, thanks to the internet. And there is, I do genuinely believe there's a kind of a slice of the pie there for everybody. Um, yep. Man, it's, you know, cause we'll, we'll just take that pie off the big corporations. It's fine. Um, it's, the other thing as well is it's like, it's so accessible. Like you can learn. I've learned so much. So when we started the T-shirts, I learned everything from... Steph, who I mentioned earlier, who is my sort of go-to guru of T-shirts, but also eBay, no, (laughs) um, YouTube, Um, and having having YouTube there as a resource, you know, if it's massive, Um, and like you, and it's testing, and you know, you got to you got to try stuff out, and we we try and uh, minimize the. The stuff but a lot of like t-shirts uh stuff is is once you get into it it's bloody fun like it's hard to get used to it <laughs> and slightly different and you know it's it's not i didn't find it scary i was just it's how one of the other things well just to randomly go off quickly um was one of the things i've learned as well is that when something goes wrong it's all right and you can like for me anyway this is this is for me personally i used to even with be brave if i've got like a big order and i realize 10 t-shirts into a 200 or 20 t-shirts into a 200 t-shirt order that i've been i've done all 20 of them completely wrong or i actually (laughs) did like 50 of them wrong or something like that and it was it was something wrong as in like 
you put your t-shirt over the heat press plate that was a, a flat plate you put you thread your t-shirt over it and underneath it if you put it too tight it gets caught and then it tears it a little bit and we didn't notice until we'd done like 50 so then i was like oh man like oh. and it's it's to sort of reassess and go you know what all right that happened what can, can we salvage any of them yes or no what can we do with them we'll sort that out afterwards um let's order some more let's carry on with the other 150 we've, we've got we've got two weeks to get these out and then then go again and and be as logical as possible and let it carry on and just go rather than going you know what i don't know anything about t-shirts it's all rubbish, which is the first thought in your head and then you're like you do shut up and carry on <laughs> like you're all right mate stop talking to yourself <laughs> it's a bit weird it's, uh, <laughs> so it's it, it's natural isn't it like things go wrong and it's for me as well it's, it's just it's just keeping that um integrity there you know it's like I panicked, didn't I, when I made something for you? I proper panicked that I did the wrong... What was it? I can't even remember now. It's it was... Like, um, yeah, so I think I'd sent you an email on the Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so technically, it was the it was the most recent order you had off me. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I think I was out somewhere when we had one of the other orders in. So I messaged you and saying, can you do this? You were like, yeah, cool. And I was like, I'll send you the email later. And then forgot. And then when, the, when it actually came in... And you were like, oh, holy shit, I've ordered the wrong colour. And you were, like, really stressing about it. And then I was like, no, you haven't. It's fine. It's just that you're looking at the most recent order, which is my fault because <laughs> I forgot to actually send you this one. Um, but, yeah, you, you were just, like, so proper upset. fretting. And I was, I think, I think for me, coming from um, a customer service background where I have worked for companies that um, – their delivery experiences hasn't always been a hundred percent great. Like I know, and and I've been in that space of production where things do happen. One, yeah. you've got human error. Two, machines aren't always as reliable as you would imagine they are. And sometimes, sometimes things just happen. And like I think it's really good that you can see that in a logical sense. That yes, it's happened. This has gone wrong. But rather than kind of sit and be like, oh, God, what am I doing? Maybe I should just knock it all on the head. It's like more of, right, how can we push forward through this? I mean, I had to go through a phase of that when, you know, the first thing I did, even after kind of knowing that I shouldn't do it, I still went and did it. I bought a box, <laughs> of a ton of stock. Yeah. And then you end up going, shit, what the fuck am I going to do with all this? Like, there's just <laughs> tons of stuff, you know, and then and then... Two of the products you don't even like now it's turned up. Like, you don't even like them. Like, wh why did I make that decision, right? <laughs> and then you stuck with them. Um, I mean, there's luckily, uh, because of the material, we've been able to um, recycle a lot of it. Um, I was make some tea towels. There was, <laughs> there was uh, another T-shirt that had, like, the old logo on that we've given to, um, like, a homeless shelter. So, so the, we, we're, luckily, we were able to kind of dispose of them in better ways than just throwing them in a bin, they end up in a landfill. But there was a period of time where I was like, holy shit, what am I meant to do? And yeah. I think because we kind of addressed the stock issue now, after starting to work with you, it was easier for me to go through that process because I'd already found a solution going forward. It was just, right, what am I now doing with, with this kind of thing? Um... Yeah, I, I do. F I'd, see, it's the thing. Like, I think with kind of doubting yourself, and, and especially when things go wrong, 
I think we all kind of sometimes expect things to be perfect from start to finish. And there's, there's people out there that are, like I said before, that are starting to stream, you know, that they're starting to put out uh, even things like social media growth strategies and stuff on, on Instagram or they're doing things on Twitter or, or they might be doing like graphic design or artwork of some kind. And I think there's, there's people out there that could be doing something but aren't because yeah. of either fear of judgment or they've started, but yeah. then things have started to go wrong. So now it's a case of, oh, hang on, uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. No, no, you absolutely should. That's the point. If you're coming yeah. across issues, and this is, this is what um, I told someone the other day, right? If, if, if you're coming across issues within your own it might be a business it might not i know a couple of people that are just doing like little hobbies on the side making a bit of money if you're coming across issues like that look at it this way yeah you could that that specific day you could have two issues you could be getting an issue from your daytime job that you really really don't care about yeah. or you could be getting an issue with your own business that it's your responsibility to find out what it is, how to fix it, and how to move forward. And to me, I would 100% rather have that second issue all day yeah. because when you do overcome it, again, that's another accomplishment that I feel we don't pat ourselves on the back for. We come through these issues, but we just treat them like, well, I should have got it right in the first place, rather than, oh, well, I managed to fix that. I managed to figure that out. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas people forget maybe look at your full-time job like what happens when something goes wrong at work you know you could be working for a massive corporation mistakes still happen you know what i mean and i think what you were saying just as well about youtube being a resource youtube i will be highly surprised if youtube just doesn't replace like a certain level of like university qualifications at some level at some point because yeah, yeah, the yeah. the as long as you find the, the right people the reputable people yeah. The way that you can educate yourself off YouTube is absolutely insane. Um, I was chatting to one of my good friends the other night, um, just more about like marketing and um, how we can kind of get more eyeballs on to 100 to 1 and stuff like that. And literally within, I'd probably say about 20, 25 seconds, he just came straight back at me with a link from YouTube that took him literally 20 seconds to find of a playlist <laughs> of marketing like it was it was basically like a marketing course that's what it was it was a marketing wow. course you would normally pay for yeah. that this guy has just gone you know what i'm putting this on youtube and just <laughs> just did it and there's there's, there's wow. things there's, there's literally things where you can educate yourself to yourself yeah. to a master degree level yeah. from things like youtube um and stuff like that and then you could then end up going to uni and spending yeah. Two and a half out of the three years of that going, I know this already. I know this already. I'm only here for the exam. <laughs> I'm just here for the exam yeah, yeah. and the debt. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? But I think, yeah. I think YouTube's absolute, absolutely amazing. I really do. I do as well. And I, I think for certainly for things like that, where, as you say, where it's a, a hobby, it turns into a business or, or anything like along these sort of lines, 100%. Because to me, I mean, I went to uni and it's my own decisions. I didn't particularly do that well uh, I was never very academic at school it was always sort of a natural thing I was the first in the family to go to uni although my parents and people have had businesses and stuff but I was the first in my sort of 
part of the family to go to uni and it was like a thing um and it was I, I didn't get very good grades at school so going to uni was like well you got in you got to go now right <laughs> like, why not? um and i i studied you won't believe this but um and it is real um sports management with football studies which is effectively football management <laughs> Basically, did you uh, did you like playing football manager and thought, you know what, I could totally get paid for this? I, 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 I couldn't believe it was a degree, if I'm honest. Um, so I thought, well, I'll stick at it and I'll uh, I'll get the paper and then I'll see what I can do afterwards, um, which was weird. Um, but actually, since I've left, in, in fact, probably in the last year and a half whilst running Be Brave, I've learned probably ten times the amount of stuff because I've been completely invested in understanding how illustrator works so that i can build my logo and tweak it i've been completely invested in how photoshop works so if i have if i've got some photos and there's a duck flying in the background i know how to edit the crap out of it um and it's just now now i've got a, a focus of what i physically need to learn and i and i i, I don't know how or when i first started this I, I knew i didn't know anything but i didn't know how much i didn't know if that kind of makes sense um, but I knew starting, I would start to understand it and then I would be advising people and then maybe one day I'd be helping others, like I'm helping you with some stuff. And it just, it's just it's cool, man. It's just cool. Like, and, and having that sort of level of like, you know what, I'm, I've learned all this myself off my own back. I've not got an assignment. I need to do this works so well. I'm glad I went to uni and stuff. I met a lot of cool people, but you know, it's, it's very different. And, and to me, I'm, I'm so much more pumped about this than than anything really. It's uh, it's wicked, man. Love it. I'm gonna get this right this time. Uh, <laughs> Dunning Kruger effect. I got it right this time. Um, the Dunning Kruger effect. Basically, <clears throat> it's a it's a bias in psychology where people with a lower ability mm -hmm. overestimate their own ability. So they they at a low ability level they assume they know 90 percent of any given subject right yeah. which is why they usually appear more confident i mean i've worked with managers that are like this that think that they're absolute <laughs> yeah, dogs bollocks and you're just like mate sit down like <laughs> you know but they're so confident with it and usually you end up with the gift of the gab for that as well is because you yeah. genuinely believe what you know is 90% of what you need to know. Whereas the opposite effect to that is people with high ability or high knowledge yeah. Yeah. tend to, they, and like you, you literally have just said it, like you, because you know that there is so much more to learn, oh. not only is the percentage of your knowledge lower, but, but you actually then convince yourself it's actually still lower than it is so if you've got like yeah, a 30 yeah. if you if you have got like a 30 percent uh range of knowledge on a particular subject which is still pretty decent with the amount of things you can learn these days yeah yeah you might turn around and go mm, i maybe know about 20 percent because yeah, you yeah. know that that there's that bigger 70 percent out there and yeah. i think that's especially kind of problematic for people coming into things like content creation because it's like yeah. what we yeah. do we run a brand online so yeah. how do we get that out there we have to do it through social media and the website it has to come across that way and like you just said yeah. there, there are skills that you've now developed out like website building 
Photoshop, making designs on Canva, all that, a lot of graphic design stuff. Um, you obviously have also noticed you are pretty dab hand with a, a camera, pretty good photographer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's all those extra skills that you don't actually realize you never had before. You've developed them over a period of time, but sometimes we'll sit there and we'll be like, I don't really know anything. Well, that's actually probably a massive lie. That's just what your brain's <laughs> telling you because you, it's like, um, I had a like a friend that I used to work with, like this is a few months back, but he uh he messaged me on Instagram like, Oh, how you doing? Blah blah. Um I'm just asking like, you know, I am kind this is before COVID obviously. And he was like, I've been going to the yeah. gym. Uh, I'm looking to put a bit more muscle on. What protein shake do I get? <laughs> now my instant reaction was yeah. uh well I kinda need to know more. Like how yeah. much protein are you currently having? Like yeah. what what do you do as a job what do you do as a job now? Like for me, I used to have um like a shake at ten o'clock in the morning because it was a lot more acceptable for me to sit there in the office with a shaker than turn around to my boss and say, Excuse me, I'm just leaving for ten minutes to go and make some scrambled eggs. Like yeah, you know, boy, um just stink the office out. But I just assumed that it would be common sense and common knowledge to know that yeah. a protein shake is a protein supplement and yeah. you only take it if one, you're not getting enough protein or two convenience. But yeah. that's the thing. Not everybody knows that. You know that because you've got to a point in your life where you've had to look into those things. Yeah. So from your perspective, you may now sit there and there'll be a couple of things about making T-shirts, like, for instance, the ink that you print or the vinyl. You yeah. might now think, oh, well, everyone would bloody know that. I mean, that's common sense. But yes, it would be. You do that, don't you? Two people in the yeah. industry. But if you were to come and tell me now <laughs> what temperature you were meant to set something at, I'd just look at you like... I have no idea what you're talking about, Sam. <laughs> okay. uh, what? What did you say? So I do, I do think that plays a part in it, in a sense. And I do, I do think there is a lot of avoidance of looking after our mental health and well-being whilst building a business and whilst trying to create content and stuff as well, which kind of leads me on to my last point, which is how do you manage that? Uh, like how do you manage your kind of mental health during trying to build a business, especially with COVID. And secondly, um, then we can kind of delve into how, how Be Brave is uh, supporting Mind and um, yeah. why you chose that. Yeah, so run away, Sam. Run away. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> run right, with okay. it. Run so, with it. <laughs> um, how much time you got? No. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea how long this has Actually, been. Actually, I have no idea, yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, running the brand... I quite, uh, I say quite early on, maybe six months in, I sort of tried to think, you know what, I need to reassess where where we are, where we're going, what's important, um, things are going okay, you know, we've, we've hit our 100th order or whatever it was, but I feel like we need to do a bit of a stock check and see roughly where we are um, as a business, uh, a hobby business, I guess because it's not my full-time job, still isn't my full-time job, and what impact it's having on the family and, you know, where we can go with it. And it's um, it's not necessarily where we can go, like, oh, can we get to 10,000 followers? Can we do another 100 sales before six months' time again? You know, it wasn't that. It was more of a, 
you know, write out what the brand is, what it means, what its personality is, um, what it stands for in five or six different areas. So for me, what I did, I, I got a whiteboard, it's, it's up here in front of me. Um, I put the brand in the middle with my main thing is to stay personal and be patient. I love and that. Underneath that, in a big box, it says, do not try to sell anything, right? So I've got, and I've put two years. So for the first two, or from that point going forward for the next two years, my aim is not to try and sell anything which then one takes the pressure off. Well, if we're not going to sell anything, it's fine. I'd be annoyed if we didn't sell anything, no doubt. <laughs> but, but what I mean is don't put a t-shirt on and be like, this is 50 pound, this is 20 pound. Like, oh, it's got a deal on. We've got, for me, I don't want to sell anything in a way. I want the brand to build and I want to focus on four sort of main areas. So the eco-friendly side of things and organic cottons and, the all my content needs to be based around how eco-friendly we are um i need to look at all the people that we we work with we tell people stories through our podcast through uh the stories on our page on our website uh we're going to do lots of stuff around that um around mental health and motivation and mindset around that sort of thing um linking again to the people that we're we're sort of uh that are supporting us um, and then I wanted to do some some content and some some stuff around behind the scenes. And that again, all of that is keeping it personal and is being patient by not trying to push product. I, I'll put a product up of like, do you like this blue or that orange? That's cool. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just well, inadvertently, I suppose. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm, I'm saying, do you like this one or that? And just create a conversation around it. People are like, orange? Ugh, that's gross or whatever. I don't know, um, but the the to me, then that once I'd done that and once I'd done this massive analysis and got I've got like twenty points for eco friendly ideas and twenty points for different interviews and people and mindset and motivation and behind the scenes and custom stuff and it just it just I just went nuts I was just writing so much stuff and I loved it um, and now I've got that in front of me every day and I sit here and now I, I no longer feel like I have the pressure of coming up with content in a way it's it's weird I mean it's, it's very Gary V but it's sort of like you're doing you're you're filming this podcast you'll make little snips from it that will either be memes of me pulling a stupid face or, <laughs> or you know whatever uh, or it'll be a quick one minute video for something else or it'll be a, a screenshot for something else. and it's or a, a quote from this in one of your tweets and it's it's having you know documenting over creating but it's it's once i'd sort of flick that switch in my head of right that's how we're going to go forward my mental health with it has been awesome it's like you know it's ticking along it's great i don't have to i don't feel like if we if we have a week where we don't sell anything at all then all right that's cool we've still put out 20 bits of content this week we've done this we've done that we still people are still talking to us we're still growing and then the following week people start buying stuff. and it's like cool yeah that's sweet i'll write out my nice notes i'm, I'm really appreciative every time we get a we've got 133 trust pilot reviews now like we started that in january like what has happened here like it's it's just it's just part of the machine now it's it's cool and i, I love it man it's <laughs> i do love that so like you, you're not so you're trying to find ways to avoid putting unnecessary pressure on yourself 
I think that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, a great way to look at it. So, um, yeah. so why why did you choose Mind? So when uh, growing up, one of my first uh, sort of interactions or understandings or even uh, mentions of what mental health is, or I, I didn't really, I, I had never thought about it and, and never sort of been introduced to mental health really, uh, which is strange thinking back now, but till I was about 13, 14, 12, something like that, um, when my sister had um, some some issues with her mental health and she needed some support uh, at school I was uh, we were both at the same school luckily um, and she would be called out of lessons and I'd be called out well she'd be taken out of lessons with um, initially it was like panic attacks and stuff uh, and then it grew into um, seizures and, and various other things but um, it was it was from then when when I was sort of you know you, it's your sister your first instinct is let's just go and sort her out make sure she's all right let you know the lessons can do one I, this is the most important thing so it was it was that and it was seeing that some people although it was a new world for, for me and myself we didn't understand obviously she had it way worse than I did I was just a passenger but um seeing that some people got it and like there would be the same teacher or the same student that would also be there or things like that was was really nice but it's also frustrating to see that some teachers would be like oh Sam's been called out a lesson again and it's like looking back now oh my god my I'd have been so angry Vexed. Um, I was just like yeah you can do one like up yours kind of thing um and then sort of growing up once you know sort of a couple of years of that and um then I went to uni and stuff then my sister was working for uh time to change which is a campaign run by mind and rethink mental health uh, mental illness and she she gave me a call and was like oh, we talk every day anyway but she gave me a call and said do you want to get involved with this because I know you're doing your personal training stuff and you're doing your fitness stuff but this would be really cool just fun to get out in the community and teach people how physical health can help their mental health um, and I was like you know what yeah that's a really really great idea and let, let's do it so well, we went to uh, was it Camden I think it was like a Camden fair and she proper undersold me this, mate. Like, <laughs> no word of a lie. She, she'd said there'd be like 30 people there. You just, you, I don't even think there'll be a stage. Just turn yeah, up. Right. Just turn up, bring your kit, bring a ladder, like an agility ladder. You'll entertain some kids. That'd be cool. Like, yeah, sweet. All right. Piece of cake. I'll talk to some people about mental health. That'd be cool. Well, mate. <laughs> I the bloody Camden Festival with my name in lights at the bloody, on the stage. And I was like... Amy, um, can we just have a can we just have a quick two minutes? I just um, is there another one called Sam Wren on here? Like, what's, <laughs> what is he? Is he? Uh, he's not a PT by any chance, is he? <laughs> like, what is going on? So um, anyway, so it was yeah, whatever happened. We I went on the stage and convinced her to come on with me, and we we were doing some warm ups, getting people Joe Wicks kind of wrote, and I felt that I felt so under pressure there, but then. Then we talked about mental health afterwards and it was actually so well received. Like everybody that was there was there because it was a, a thing run by Time to Change. Um, and everybody, you know, you just get the kids warmed up on the stage and oh, come up. I felt like a um, like a juggler or something. I don't know, felt a bit weird. Um, and I never had that sort of big stage. I've, I've done PT to a group of 30 people before and that was fine. But on a stage where I didn't know anybody and didn't know how they'd take it, it was a bit weird. But, uh, but yeah, once we started talking, we said, you know, thank you, everybody, for coming and whatever. There was people putting their hands up for questions, people clapping stuff. And, and it, it was just like you were kind of 
in this you're in the center of london you don't really know where how to get home you're uh, surrounded by loads of people and everyone got what you were talking about and since then seeing time to change and mind um i was just like you know what i i, I want to do more for communities like this that may have been through something may have have stories themselves i wish now i'd run be brave then because i'd ask people for the stories if they were ready for it and it, I, I, it would have been even more we'd have helped even more people but it was um it was it was very good um and yeah so from then i've done like birthday um uh fundraisers and stuff and I, I i just got to a point where i thought that i could do more um that's that's kind of why in a long wind i could have just shorter than that but nah i love it uh hindsight is a wonderful thing though and um as much as you think maybe oh if if you were doing it then you would have helped more people yeah maybe but then in five years you can still look back and say that anyway because in five years you would have helped the same yeah. if not more than that anyway yeah. um which i think is yeah. amazing that's true um but yeah i think with stuff like that where where people are in that kind of community i think it does go down well mainly because no, you're think, all you're all there for well. the same reason do you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely um yeah it, it's just i think i think there's so many great charities out there um they're, they're they're all doing very very commendable projects and that's that's why like you you support calm mind young minds you know there's that's the only thing you know I, I, every now and then we put out uh, and i'm going to put more in with like t-shirts and stuff but like ways to get help i think that's important i think i know we support mind but we don't not support any of the others and the samaritans have an amazing phone line and uh, heads together they, they've all got so much stuff so i think we're going to start putting in uh, leaflets with the clothes to say you know if you do need any help here's a leaflet and here's all the uh, helpline numbers and stuff i think we need to get on that pretty soon so i'm going to start doing that um just just it, it doesn't matter who you contact just if you need help go and get it you know it's that's that's the most important thing really i do agree there um i think i think i mean i've said this to a few people before but I think advocates only become advocates after the experience has already happened. Yeah. And then it takes it takes a few kind of moments to kind of look back and be like, oh, shit. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, I went through depression. Oh, I was, yeah. you know, I had incredibly bad anxiety. But you, you don't think those things at the time because you're not aware of it. You're not familiar with that. And, I, I th yeah. Same for me. That, that, that's what happened to me. Um, there's a couple of people that I know now that have had the same kind of situation, where it's not until they've looked back they've realised. But yeah, this, I mean, that's kind of the same. I mean, there's kind of a longer-term plans with what we do for charity, I think. Um, at, at the minute, the way we're looking at it is uh, there's kind of three main pillars, which is prevent, protect, preserve, which is, one, we want to pr prevent suicide numbers rising because suicide is obviously very very close to home um and i don't think anyone should i don't think anyone should ever have to go through that there is always and i don't care what anyone says there is always a better way out then there's obviously the protect side which is uh so prevent is why we support calm protect is why we support mind because that's for the people that are, are struggling now that are going through it now especially with the pandemic i think that's just completely blew everything out of the water and then yeah, we've got yeah. 
we've got preserve which um is young minds because if you don't protect the next generation then who's going to mars right who's going to mars that's that <laughs> that's the question you know so but i think the, the longer term plan i think as much as those three charities are absolutely amazing they are heavily supported by celebrities footballers you know people with a ton of money so yeah. you know if i you know i could give them a grand i mean it'll do something of of course but in yeah. the great scheme of things you know like marcus rashford might have just dropped him 10 million like <laughs> it's a big difference yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah. i mean so i think the longer term plan is for me to start um kind of delving into maybe more local or smaller charities that's cool as as, as i feel like the more that the the more that 100 to 1 grows um yeah. as well as any kind of charity streams or anything i do myself i think it i feel it'll have a bigger impact on a smaller charity that do jet like they really do need the money kind of thing um this is why i wanted you on going forward as well like in the future because i think it'd be pretty cool to see where we both end up and what we both yeah. end up doing over the because the, we chat every day anyway i mean i showed dave um at, at, like just just consistent just voice note voice note, voice note <laughs> scroll 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 <laughs> like a tiktok of voice notes and that's that's the other thing as well like for me like when when we first started talking, I don't even know when it was, but when we first started talking, you were very much, um, look, this is what I want to do, and this is the stuff. And I remember you saying to me, like when I said, oh mate, I, I really appreciate you chatting to me and, and all that sort of, sort of stuff. You were like, you appreciate me. I'm getting more out of this than you are. And I was like, you, I don't know where you're coming from, mate. But I'm, you, I'm getting loads out of it. Like we're becoming really great mates, and it's having people that are learning alongside you. You you teach me shit i teach you shit and we just we're just like passionate about each other succeeding and although growing up you have friends that are, are awesome and you know great laughs and stuff very rarely you get people that are that want you to be the very best version and they, I, I don't know if there's even a competitive side of it, it it's just we, I, I want in five years time me and you to be at the top or 10 years time whatever and be there together like it's it's cool like why why do you need to fight for the same well we were in the same industry we're doing the same sort of stuff like we said on face value selling the same stuff in a way in the same to the similar sort of people yet we're both going in slightly different directions and we're going to be make we're going to make it and we're going to help each other and it's just it's cool man i just love it i think it's very important to have i think i think it is very important to have uh these kind of people around though and it it's made a massive massive difference to me on having people like you also dave and alan which i will i'll get that that was both on at some point as well um because having people there that there's no like hidden agenda do you know what i mean it's just like they just want to see you do well do you know what i mean and we all share knowledge and i think like what you said about the competition thing i think to me and this goes out to every single content creator, every single person that owns their own T-shirt brand, they sell yeah. socks or pants or cats, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. <laughs> unless, unless you are someone like Nike or Under Armour or Adidas, you should not be focused on the competition at all. Yeah. Because <laughs> the reason why people at the top focus on the competition is because they've got the largest market share. If 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 yeah. Under Armour were to take 10% yeah. of the market share off Nike, or if 
um, I don't know, if uh, Shroud was to take 10% of the streaming audience from Ninja, things like that, th things that happen on such a big level, that 10% is massive. That's like hundreds yeah. of thousands of people, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're not on that level, you really do not need to be worried about competition. If anything, I think um, things like collaborations, working with people that are the, the same kind of strong world that they have visions and dreams i think if anything do better for you and i say this i say this genuinely from the bottom of my heart because seeing the things that you're doing seeing the things that alan's doing that dave's doing and then because i speak to you on terms where one of us might be having it's not all just you know like how how you doing are you having a great day that's good we, we've yeah. all we've all had conversations where one of us might not be having the best of days one yeah. of us might be questioning what we're doing yeah. do you know what i mean you're not going to get that support from someone at the top that just wants to tread on your toes do you know what i mean but i think for people like us to have each other around it is is amazing because you can genuinely help each other and um, there's a couple of people that I'm coming across now um, that I've been following for like the last couple of weeks that I'm hoping to kind of get in on the podcast as well. Um, okay. That again, are just they're just out there helping people. And I, and I know, you know, obviously I know from my point of view that, you know, you've always got to try and look for ways to, you know, like to, to monetize, to, to grow your career so that it's sustainable. But I think there is ways you can do that in a genuine sense because if you can turn it into a full-time job so that you're not spending eight hours a day 40 hours a week yeah. in an office job somewhere or in a factory hating life and then coming home and having to squeeze those hours to create the content to help other people if there's a way you could monetize that so that you can then provide value to people all day every day yeah i think that's great and you know i mean spoke about this before you go on youtube you always get them bloody you know build your business to three like 300 figures and you yeah. can buy a squillion you can get a squillion pounds a month if you do my course get out my face right yeah, get you out want. you do not but because people are, because people are so conditioned to those types of sales and stuff and those techniques Bullshit, it's 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 a mess but i yeah. think if you are if you're someone out there that's genuinely trying to provide a product or a service to help people inspire people yeah. to you know whether that be t-shirts whether that be helping other people in content creation or graphic design or just getting out there i think it's an yeah. amazing thing and i think you know when people wear a be brave t-shirt it's not just i'm wearing a t-shirt yeah okay the design's nice there's a yeah. meaning behind why they are wearing it um i actually think i was wearing mine yesterday on stream actually saying that i probably should have worn it now but um but yeah because and there are days where you sometimes just need that extra little bit of a push yeah and it's i, I don't know maybe it's just me i, I just yeah. think people forget that there's always going to be companies there's always going to be someone making money some someone's going to have their own t-shirt brand so, you know because people are going to buy t-shirts right there's going to be yeah. people that are doing courses people are going to make money either way right but i think those people that go that extra mile to then turn that into something where they can provide value and genuinely help other people to do things that benefit them as well i think is absolutely awesome and and this is why like for me i saw i saw a video that was oh man it's the best it's the best video i've watched about branding and i can't remember what it's called 
That must be really good. Um, But I'll give you the premise of it. It was, this was one of the things when we were building the brand of Be Brave, keep it, the the, the premise of it was, um, think yourself as Apple, not a big player and you're, you know, you just, you're cocky and you're dominant, nothing like that. You, You think of Apple and you think of how quick they are, how innovative they are, what, how great cameras they'll be and how good it is to edit your stuff on their computers, how quick, everything, all of the stuff you think about Apple, oh, and the, the punchline is, oh, and they sell computers or and they sell phones. And it's, it's that whole advert of we can do this, we can do this, oh, and you can ring people on this device. Like it's, for me, Be Brave is everything else, which is why I'm, my main thing is don't try and sell anything, but everything else, oh, and we do cool T-shirts that happen to be sustainable, that happen to be great quality, that all this sort of shit. And I want the message to be, and yeah, okay, people will say, you know, you need to be more aggressive, you get more sales, you get, you donate more, you do all this, but I don't want to be that brand. I want to be this patient brand that's that's staying personal, that that people just get and people just have this, you know, you look in the wardrobe and you've got that, you know, somebody shared a story yesterday. I listened to a podcast that somebody, what it means to be brave. And they were talking about this and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm part of that. I'm going to wear that with pride today. And that's, that's, it's not just a t-shirt. Yeah. I can t- make a t-shirt and put somebody's face on it. Like, I don't, or somebody's name on it. I don't care about that. I don't, I don't want to just sell t-shirts. I'm not here to sell t-shirts. It's, oh man, I, I'm getting riled up. <laughs> <laughs> this ladies, and, this ladies and gentlemen right here, is why me and Sam have too many voice notes. Voice notes should not be a thing on Instagram because this is exactly why. Uh, One of us gets rolled about something and then that's it. It just goes off. It just goes absolutely off. Um, But I love that. Again, that's something else, though. It's you're having passion in something. And I think this kind of goes back to what we started to talk about at the beginning of the episode, um, which was people kind of think more about what they know and what they don't know than actually just going for what they enjoy doing and just yeah. doing what they're passionate about. Yeah. Do you know Try what I mean? Exactly. I, I don't, well, ex- yeah. Right. I, I didn't know this, right. But for anyone who knows me, I am a pizza fanatic, right? I think pizza's the best thing in the world. Yeah. You won't be able to beat it. Mash kind of comes up there, but pizza's like top level, right? It's like God tier. Yeah. <laughs> I found out from my mom that Apparently, when I was a wee child, uh, I actually hated pizza. I would what? stick my nose up at it and turn it away till I was about six, apparently. And then my granddad was like, dude, I'm shoving it. You are eating this. I'm forcing you to eat it. And then apparently from that day forward, it was like like an epiphany. Like, holy shit, this pizza is amazing. So, yeah. Um, but you, you don't know. That's the thing. You literally don't know if you don't go out there and, and find out. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be streaming. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be doing. There's no chance if you came to me two yeah. or three years ago and said you're gonna, you know, be streaming. You're gonna be doing a podcast. You're gonna be talking to these awesome people. You're gonna be uh, even to the to level of you know. You're gonna be genuinely researching things yeah. about mental health in your own time. Because at that point, I didn't even know what that meant. You know, because to me, you know, changing your mindset was like something a hippie would say to sell you a course. Like, you know, come to our tropical island and, you know, massage me and I'll change your mindset forever. Um, do you know what I mean? So, but that's how, we, that's the attitude I had back then. 
So to look yeah. forward now, I'm doing a ton of things I would never ever have imagined that I was I would be doing, and I'm sure it's probably the same for you. I, I, yeah. I guess you know, 2015 Sam yeah. wouldn't be going. You know what I'm going to do in five years? I'm going to yeah. be printing T-shirts. I am. That's what I'm going to be doing. You would never have thought that, and now look. So yeah. you you just got to exper experiment. Well, it's with it like you yeah. I see it as like I can I can try anything, and if I'm rubbish at it. Give it everything. Like only try stuff that you want to try. Don't just somebody's flipping uh, Nike trainers. You get you go and buy all the best Nike trainers and you try and sell them. Yourself. If you're not interested in that, don't do it. Just because somebody else is doing it, it's cool. Like let them do it. But if it's something that actually interests you and has a purpose, and it, it doesn't need to be the deepest purpose, or it can be the deep. It, it, just do what you want to do. And if you can, oh, I'm going to sound like I like preaching now, but if, <laughs> honestly, like I absolutely love making t-shirts now it's my one of my favorite hobbies um making something personal for somebody using an art form like screen printing to make a t-shirt for somebody and they then write a review that how lovely it is and the handwritten note not sure but if i hadn't gone and thought you know what vinyl is taking this much time how long would it take to do screen printing or take this much time but it's a you know it's almost a new art form you have to cure the inks and all this sort of stuff if i hadn't have gone and thought let you know what's it okay it'll cost a bit of money to work it out i can build my own rig and i can do all this sort of stuff so let's just try it and then you try it and you're like this is awesome or bin it off but it's it's trying something that you genuinely think can have can excite you um and then just just doing it forever like it's, <laughs> it's just just yeah if i think try, oh, i not, think oh. that if you lie in bed at your bedtime and then your brain's instantly like, get up and do this. You yeah, know, you yeah. found it. That, yeah. That's the thing for me. Is yeah. I, I could lie in bed and the yeah. moment my head hits that pillow, all the ideas come flowing, all of them. Don't but, they, um, Justin? It's so annoying. I know. But, um, but it's not annoying. It's that's a whole different, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Well, Lou's normally asleep, so yeah, it's like, as long as I don't make any noise, it's cool. <laughs> um, well, with, um, with Stace, she's... Uh... The amount of times she's like, we've been laying in bed at like 10, 11 o'clock. She's like, you're thinking about something, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I need to go and make some T-shirts. Or I need to go and listen to another podcast. Or I've got I've got an idea. Like that that idea when, let me just grab this. The idea of, I need, I need, I need to write about my brand. And I need to write about how personal. I've got so many ideas. This board, can you see that? I don't know if you can see all this stuff on there. This whole board was done in about an hour and a half and of me just at two in the morning, like I've got an idea and I just wrote the whole board out, ran out of space and was just like, just my brain was gone. Um, and you know, it's now my brand message. It's just the whole lot. It's just cool, man. I love it. I, I know that's what I'm saying. I think if you know, when you found it, I, I can't pinpoint what it is, but when you found it, you will know. Yeah. Um, I do. I think, Look at the time we've hit the air mark. I think we have. So I believe we will we'll we'll, uh, we'll wrap that up. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, that means uh, I didn't balls it up. So that's a win. <laughs> that's a win. Um, Sam, it's been an absolute pleasure. Me too, man. Thanks for um, having me. Oh, always. Always. It's, it's nice to talk for more than 60 seconds on a voice note for once. <laughs> yeah, true. Or hitting that 58, 59 seconds. Oh, God, I've got to start another one. Um, 
It's been an absolute pleasure. If you are, like I said, if you listen to this on Spotify or iTunes, then it worked great, awesome. Hit that download button and do me a favour. And you can also, you can find the podcast page, uh, Instagram and Twitter will be at the Manpad UK. Um, Sam, where can we find you and your lovely face? My lovely face will be all over Instagram. It's probably the easiest place or our website. Website is the letter B, bebraveclothing.com uh, or on Instagram, bebraveclothinguk. That's me. Awesome. So there you go. There's the socials. I will put all these in the description. And that's it. That's a wrap. That is episode two with our first guest, done and dusted. And uh, I guess I shall catch you for the next one. Peace.